0: This is Hammond and
1: Jessica, and
0: you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please support this show by going to Patreon.com/slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Five bucks a month, you will get ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus episodes, and we will love you forever.
1: I'm watching the dog like a ticking time bomb, because she sees something, and she's about to bark and ruin everything. I know. How are you doing, my friend? I'm
0: so tired, but I'm good. It was an exhausting week. The weather's getting better. Who knows?
1: The weather is gorgeous today, but all this week, it sucked.
0: It did suck. But. Don't worry, I have stories that will make it suck even more.
1: Cool. Um, that's why cool we're show here. We have here. I know, we this put a smile on
0: your face. Don't <laughs> worry. There are actually, I was looking through some of the stories for this week. There are some things that will actually make you smile amidst the horror in general. And this is, I'll start with this one out of Kansas, mm. where only good things happen. Sure. But here's, here's the question Dorothy. to think about. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing to ask Hornadic. yourself. If you were a politician, Like, one of the easiest predictable questions you would ever get from anybody Mm. is, like, how will you represent me in the legislature? Because you want my vote. You are, whether or not I voted for you, you are my representative. So what are you going to do to make sure my concerns are being heard? Like, you should have a stock answer ready to go Mm -hmm. for that sort of thing. So it turns out there is one Well, there's many conservative Christian lawmakers, especially in Kansas. But one of them is State Senator Mark Steffen. He is a Republican from the city of Hutchinson. He took office in 2021. This is a guy who, when Ballotpedia asked people to fill out surveys when they're running for office, and one of the questions was like, what's one of your key messages to constituents? Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your top three messages? I'm quoting here verbatim. This is what he answered. God. We are a Christian nation, state, and counties. Our rule of law is built on Christian values. Our successes are a result of these realities. What? Which, one, doesn't answer the question of what Wait, are your yeah, goals.
1: That, his goals are God?
0: God. Yeah, I, uh, yeah.
1: God, that God's is, in the state, God's in the country, God's <laughs> in the t- county, God's in the town. End of statement?
0: That's his goal. That's not a
1: goal, though. That's just quite connect the dots there.
0: But that's who we're talking about here: a guy who can't answer questions. That's politics. um, Doesn't care about anyone who doesn't agree with (laughs) him. That is evident, (laughs) and uh, can't write sentences. I
1: just think it's so funny. Like things like that are such a slam dunk issue because even if like you don't give a shit about any of this, which Republicans do not. Yeah. I wanna make sure no child goes hungry yeah, in it would this be so state. Easy to BS I wanna make sure everybody answer. has access to whatever. Like these aren't like even politics if, isn't as hard as they think it even is. Even if you're
0: a Republican, you could be like, Well, I wanna protect kids. Yeah. That includes like whatever the unborn. I wanna protect kids by arming them all in their school.
1: Like, well, sure, they wanna still protect kids against trans apparent monsters yeah. that are lurking around every corner in these people's minds. My point but is, you can hide
0: your views on that by still saying, I'm here for the kids. Like, that would be a good answer. Anyway, he didn't give it.
1: We talk this about is unforced also, errors a lot, and this <laughs> is one of them. This is
0: also a guy who referred to the Democratic governor of Kansas, Laura Kelly, as, an, as a, quote, atheist because she took pandemic-related actions a couple years ago. Um, and is then, she an atheist? Nope. Oh. She's a Catholic. And he also referred She's to church-state separation that's like the opposite thing. Yep. As a liberal sham that has no basis under the law. What is so, a liberal sham? Uh, church-state separation, the constitution, things like that. Oh so, yeah. that's who mm-hmm. we're working with here. Sure. But, but so he is an elected, he is an elected cool. official. And like all elected mm-hmm. officials, there are groups that might want to. Because they have lobby days, they want to get their members of their group Mm -hmm. to the state capitol to meet with their elected officials. Because if nothing else, like, and I've done this, by the way, personally, I don't know if you have or not yet, but like, there are times when if I was in Washington, D.C. for something, Uh and let's say a group like the Secular Coalition for America said, we're organizing a lobby day, we Mm -hmm. want as many people here as possible, tell us you're coming. We'll make phone calls with your members of Congress, and we'll try to have meetings with them where we will make a case for maybe a certain bill that we care about. And if nothing else, this is what everyone does. Your members this of Congress. This
1: sounds very fun. I, I mean, want to do this. It's
0: not bad. I it's will like tell a you. Big
1: block of cheese day from West Wing.
0: <laughs> one time, I don't remember that reference. I one time several if years Anne ago. If guys listen
1: to this, she's going to lose her mind. We love big block of cheese day in this family.
0: Several years ago, I met to talk about like why the I think why the US Congress should not support the Boy Scouts of America at a time when they were uh, alleged, you know, harboring child predators mm-hmm. and things like that. And also it's a religious organization and that was something we felt. It's a simple message. We're not asking for much here. Uh-huh. So even if at the time I had a Republican Congresswoman um Fine, they arranged a meeting for me to meet in her office. Turned out she was actually there. Like Whoa. it wasn't a staffer. I got to meet with my congresswoman at the time. Who was and I, I don't remember, it was a nobody. <laughs>
1: really impactful. I
0: met with her, I made my case with a couple other people who were part of my delegation there, and that's it. She listened, she took notes, she ended up doing absolutely nothing sure. that I wanted. But the point is she had to see me face to face. And that's what Congress people, politicians, that's what they do. And all now you that, have this right? Precious
1: memory of your entire life participating in the democratic process by speaking to someone.
0: By speaking to someone. So, (laughs) it turns out in Kansas, there there was a group called Loud Light... And they're a group that basically works to help people from underrepresented populations build community power. Okay. Awesome, progressive sort of organization. Loud light
1: sounded very Christian (laughs) to me, doesn't it? No, secular
0: organization. They're just here to help people who are typically marginalized. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they did is organize a lobby day in Kansas in the state capitol. And some of their members met. With this guy, Mark Steffen, who was the Republican I was mentioning earlier. And again, they all go into this knowing this guy does not agree with us on our politics. But we want him to know we are here. We vote. These are the issues we care about. You represent us, too. And you know they're not asking for anything hyper political here. You know they just want to make themselves known to him. So that they're like not even vote, going
1: in with like a request. It's just get some Facetime. This I is who I am. This is what it means. If to they me had to be a request, consisting. it was not like
0: we want you to support abortion rights, uh, and he doesn't. Yeah, it wasn't anything like,
1: like that. Of time.
0: They were going to go in there, just put a face to a name, mm. make it really hard for him to say no to basic decency, uh, right? Sure. So that's what they went in there to do. And again. Even if you're a Republican meeting with progressives or vice versa, mm. that's part of your job. You meet with them or your staff meets with them and takes notes and says, well, thank you for coming in. I will relay this to the person who actually cast the votes. <laughs> and that's it. That's all you can really expect. Yeah. So. Back in March, members of Loudlight met with Senator Mark Steffen, and they just wanted to say, like, look, you've said some things that are troubling to us because mm. of, basically, they didn't say this, I'm saying it, because of your Christian nationalism. Sure. And we represent people who are not all like that. Right. Some of us are Christian, but one of the group members, uh, her name is Rija Nazir. She's Muslim. And basically, she wanted to know, does that matter to you? Like, how do you make your decisions... When you say one on one hand, you say you only care about like Christianity and your version of the the Bible, which
1: excludes a lot of people necessarily, (laughs) which which makes you a bad representative, right?
0: And they were like, look, what are you going to do to make sure our views and our voices, especially if we're not Christian, Mm -hmm. are going to be considered whenever you're making a vote, which again, to me sounds like a pretty layup sort of question right Mm -hmm. there. You better have an answer to that one. I'm going to play you about a minute clip of their inner of their recording. They recorded this meeting with him. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to play you a short thing of it. You're going to hear two voices. One is Mark Steffen, the uh, state senator from how Kansas. Oh, this
1: guy! Like, can you give me a thirty? Thirty seconds.
0: And uh, you're going to hear from Rija Nazir, who is the Muslim woman who is part of Loud Light. Oh boy! And basically, she's saying, "Like, look, I'm Muslim. Other people are Muslim. What are you going to do about it?" I'm nervous. And I'm. I, what I want you to really listen to is how he responds to her question. So here is the clip where he says. It really comes down to what I think the majority wants me to do. That's the first thing he's going to say. Hear her just you him? will hear him first, then her. Okay. Here you go. Yes, yeah.
1: Okay. To some degree, it is, but it ultimately comes down to you know, my belief on what the majority thinks. Cool. Right. Yeah. And you said that you you do legislate from a more biblical background. Um, how how do you kind of factor that in sometimes and sometimes don't because obviously not everybody um, does come from that background I know I'm a Muslim woman um, and there are people who are atheists so what would you say to those people who are kind of against a more biblical approach to certain laws like how would you justify that? Or more to? liberal Christians too who aren't yeah. branches, mm-hmm. well I'd, I'd be kind of trying to convert you <laughs> 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 Talking to talk to you about why you know why why I feel so. So, so for example, uh, like like Rich Muslim.
0: I'll I'll stop there. Whoa! Did you hear what he said there?
1: Oh, I'll convert you. Yeah,
0: I'd be happy to try and convert you. That was his response. That is
1: fucking sinister. (laughs) I love that they always try to quote 1984 as if they (laughs) are not exactly like what they are afraid of. There's fucking
0: like if I'm in office and a group of very
1: wildly inappropriate.
0: If mega people came into my office and they were like, what are you going to do to make sure we are heard? Uh, And it's like, look, I have channels open where you can communicate your thoughts with me. I'm going to do what I feel is in the best interest of my constituents. There's so many. Many ways you could answer right. this question, and instead of saying, like, I don't disrespect people who don't share my faith. I do want to listen to you. He's like, "Well, I can try and convert you. If that was a joke, I don't know what the punchline is. It's just a completely inappropriate oh, no. thing for an elected official to say, completely dismissive of the valid point she was raising. Um, and basically, he made it clear, I don't give a damn what my non-Christian Jeez. constituents think, because I don't think you should have any say in the government anyway.
1: Isn't it wild that, like, I always like to parse this back to, like, you and I work with teens and children and mm-hmm. things like that. Could you imagine, imagine if one of us, as a, not even as a representative, but as a just, like, teacher or coach of young people... If they said, hey, I have questions about religion, and we said immediately, why don't I convert you to the thing yeah. I believe in? Because it's better.
0: As a person, I couldn't do that. I,
1: I just cannot imagine how anybody besides a white nationalist who does who is so... A Christian
0: nationalist.
1: Yeah, Christian white nationalist I can make extensions
0: who- from there, but I'm just working off of the Christian nationalist side <sighs> of things.
1: I mean... This By the way, sucks. my favorite part this of this afterwards, breaks my heart. a
0: reporter for the Kansas Reflector newspaper basically called him up, and they're like, hey, what do you have to say about this comment you made here about trying and to convert people? he's like, good one, people? right? He said, I'm quoting here, that is not true. That is a false statement, 100%. That's all I got to say. Buddy, you were recorded saying it. We have the audio. And then,
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Then what did the reporter say to him?
0: Uh, the reporter said, it's on audio. Like, they they... Rip, they, they didn't hold
1: him to anything, or they just said him saying. I oh, think they JK just said
0: like, "Look, we we know you said this. I mean, we have the recording of it. Why? What did you say here? That's not what I said. Like, I don't know where no you go from there. Questions, I don't. I don't know what the journalist tried to do, uh, but they didn't. He didn't respond beyond that. Um, I'll be honest, none of that shocked me or surprised me. It's a little jarring to hear it. It is
1: jarring, is correct. But it
0: doesn't surprise me because that is what Christian nationalists do. They think laws ought to be written by conservative Christians Mm -hmm. for a government that honors their faith and none of the other ones. Mm -hmm. They want to live in a theocracy, but they pretend they're living in a democracy. Mm -hmm. They claim they love the Constitution. They haven't read the First Amendment. Um I will say Loudlights uh, has sent a letter. Loudlight has sent a letter to the Kansas Senate president urging him to condemn Stefan's remarks. He's not gonna he's not gonna. Ty Masterson is a Republican, he's not gonna say anything. Um my but I did check, like now that this article is out and we have the recording, has Mark Stefan said anything no. in response to any of this? And he did post on Facebook something about it. He said it seems that the liberals and the liberal media are attacking me for my Christian faith. Yeah. I want to provide. He got it. Yeah. No,
1: he got it. He and nailed it. And then he it.
0: added, I want to provide clarification via the statement below. Sure. His clarification I'm quoting here.
1: Can anyone take a joke anymore?
0: <laughs> our society has devolved into a terrible emptiness. We have made ourselves our God, and it doesn't work. I care about you, and God loves you. It's not complicated. Our happiness, our contentment, our eternal life is through Christ our Savior. Everyone is welcome. That didn't
1: Those are all. Remember that
0: survey where he's like, What's your goal? And he's like, God. And you're like, That's not the answer to the question. Same thing here. What's your statement in response to the audio that has you saying the thing you said you did, like you claimed you didn't say? And he's like, We all are horrible sinners. Like, that doesn't answer the question. Okay,
1: I have a theory. He is a chatbot. (laughs) <laughs> who only is loaded <laughs> with, like, Republican and white talking nationalist points. talking yeah. points. They're not Western attacking him.
0: They are quoting him. That is, <laughs> that's the difference. I Throwing more love Jesus those at kinds problem. of
1: things of, like, I mean, it's such an unserious business that we're in at this point for them, for just, like, a human being who, like, in the year of our Lord 2023, like, you have to assume everything is being recorded all the time, especially when you know it's being recorded. Yeah,
0: it's not like this was a hidden thing.
1: Truly. I can't imagine it was,
0: and even if it was, it's a constituent meeting with a representative that's not a private meeting right there. They're not paying for his kids' tuition.
1: And to think that he has like the sensibility of a six-year-old to be like, well, if I keep saying no, if I keep holding my hands over my ears and saying like, they can't, this is what it feels like. He's
0: never going to face any punishment because conservative Christians run the Kansas legislature because no one at his church will care no one in their religious circles will ever hold them accountable for it
1: do you think that we're in the middle uh, I've been watching listening a lot of Planet Money lately are we in the middle of like a religious slash conservative bubble like a housing bubble that's gonna burst like I I would
0: love to believe that I would love to believe the demographic shifts away from organized religion will finally break our way and those people will finally lose their power I've I've been wishing for that for more than 20 years. I've never seen the bubble burst.
1: No, 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 no. And I don't think it's a matter of, necess- uh, I mean, what, what, whether or not it bursts. But we are seeing, you know, in the, the midterm election, we're seeing that sort of lack of red, you know, the pendulum swinging back Republican. Like, they didn't do that well in the midterms, especially for I a... Mean, for a,
0: for what they could have done.
1: For what they could have um, done. And there's a Democrat in office. That means their party is always going to get fucked in the midterms. But they like they barely lost the the congress it just feels like to me that it is like less and less te- it's like jenga right it's like less and less tenable that. the more they like spread themselves out i don't i i just don't but see the But you're making the assumption
0: you're making the assumption that the system is fair And when you have gerrymandering, when you have a Senate that benefits small rural states, like it doesn't matter if the demographic shifts are in our direction because the system in place benefits them. Then Supreme Court's on their side already. So until those systemic things change, it doesn't matter what the demographic changes are doing. Do
1: you think there is any way that like the sort of redlining of it all is going to circle back all the way around to be like, damaging for Republicans? It could be. It is in Illinois.
0: We gerrymander the hell out of our state, and Republicans have nothing... Uh, they have very little representation, which is wonderful because yeah. their complaint is, well, we shouldn't have this gerrymandering like this. What? It's like, oh, really? And should that be a national thing, by the way? It's like, um, mm. then they shut up. Because yeah. even if it hurts them in one state, and maybe New York with its new liberal court, sure. and maybe in uh, Wisconsin in the future... Mm. There are plenty of states where it's horribly gerrymandered, and no one's doing anything about it. So, so is it going to come back and bite them in the ass later on? No, because again, they yeah. have control in too many places, I and guess, they like not playing by the rules. I guess I'm what thinking, we need to do is break up California into like seven states. Oh my
1: god, that would be so good! Why do we need two Virginias, gang? Why do we need two Dakotas? Um, uh, what I was going to say is, I, I'm genuinely thinking of as just a geographical thing of like people. You know, when redlining happened, we still see those divisions in, say, Chicago today, right? Like, where if you don't know what redlining is, essentially the government decided this is where poor black people are and we don't give a fuck about them and that's where they get to live and we're just going to pretend they don't exist. I I just, I feel like everybody I know who's my age is, like, fucking broke and so everybody is, instead of, like, moving into the, like, nicer things, everybody is just... Taking o- what's what's it called when y- rich people take over poor people's shit?
0: Capitalism.
1: Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. to be fair, now there's a word. Somebody will text it to me. Um, I, I'm just saying, like eminent
0: domain. I'm not <laughs> sure what you're going for.
1: Um, no, the thing where you, like, I moved to Uptown because there's a bunch of new condos up there and...
0: White Flight?
1: Not White Flight. There's a different (laughs) name.
0: There's so many ways to describe rich
1: people taking over new areas. Anyway, um, I'm just saying that, like, our generation is not as wealthy as the one before us. Therefore,
0: Therefore are those
1: redline districts going to be able to fill up with the same rich white people? I guess is kind of my question. I have no idea where
0: we're going with I just
1: it. think there's a demographic but shift that people like aren't as wealthy. liberals
0: are moving to Montana. No, no, no,
1: no. But this is, no, I feel like you're not listening to me. because I don't I, think I get it. What I am saying is if the way that people our age have not gotten conservative as we get older, yeah. because we're not gaining that wealth the way our parents' generation mm-hmm. did, I'm wondering if that is going to play out in how, where people live... And therefore, sort of fuck up what we traditionally know as a rich neighborhood versus poor mm. neighborhood, because you know, rich neighborhoods are not as desirable for like liberal-minded young people who don't want to be like ostentatious about money. Anyway, I, I'm just, I, I'm curious if there's ever going to be sort of a circle back on that. I don't know. I thought it made sense and was Revenge an interesting. Sounds thought. like a
0: wonderful idea. Do you
1: feel like you did not take me seriously? I
0: don't think I understand the question. Okay, I'll move ahead. on. Uh, here's another case of someone calling out a Republican, but this one has kind of a better mid, mid middle ending. Okay, here's the story. Texas, you might know, is currently on just binge-passing tons of laws promoting Christian nationalism. One of them is a bill. Gentrification. Gotcha. One of them is a bill that would post- the Ten Commandments, King James Version, in all public school classrooms because that's what their schools need right now. Yuvalde will love it. So they want to pass, put the Ten Commandments in every classroom. Mm. That has already passed the state Senate. Mm-hmm. It's currently being uh, debated in the state House, and that's where we were at this week. And here's what happened. There was a meeting, uh, a discussion in the... Uh, public education committee. Mm -hmm. And one of the bill's sponsors had to basically go up and make her case for why this ought to be passed. And again, Republicans have complete domination of the state house. They can pass this thing no matter who stops them. No Mm -hmm. one's going to stop them. Mm -hmm. So here's the question to think about. Let's say you are a Democrat in the Texas legislature you know this is a horrible bill. You know this doesn't solve anything. You know this is arguably illegal. Right. What can you do with the power you barely have? And filibuster. You know, you won't matter. You you don't have the power to put a stop to this. Filibustering sure. won't work in this case. Um, but okay. what you can do is at least try to use the platform you have by. The nature of being an elected official, mm-hmm. and just try to point out the hypocrisies and point out the problems with the bill, in the hopes that more people hear it. It, it may not stop the train from moving, mm-hmm. but at least it'll get some people paying a little more attention, mm-hmm. maybe. And that is what happened uh, this week. Listen, I wanted to play you the clip of this. The whole exchange was like fifteen minutes oh, long, and there to were too many highlights that I was just like, you know what? I won't play the entire thing. Okay. But. The person defending the Ten Commandments Bill, her name is Representative Candy Noble. She sponsored the House version of the is that same Candy bill. Candy Noble. You heard me right. And the person asking questions to her during this House committee meeting uh-huh. is Democratic State Representative James Tallarico. And so I'm going to read you some of the things he brought up here because basically the floor is his. He can ask questions about the bill. And just to run through some of the things we've already discussed, because I think we talked about this particular bill a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. but again, the same people who don't want high schoolers learning about sex, systemic racism, LGBTQ, anything, mm. they all say, like, this is about parents' rights. They all say this is, uh, we don't think these issues belong in a public school classroom, focus on, like, math and reading and stuff like Sorry, that. just really quick,
1: how are there math scores across the board uh, in, in Texas, this state? In yeah. Texas, not
0: great. Huh. And so they...
1: But, so that's not But working. for some reason
0: they have very specific things they want kindergartners to know about, like, Adultery. I don't know. So that, the bill doesn't make sense on that end. It also wouldn't solve anything. No potential school shooter has ever plotted out a path of destruction and then reconsidered after realizing the Ten Commandments says, oh, thou shalt not kill, right? Like, if you need a sign to remind you not to murder people, you got bigger issues. Yeah. Now, it would be great if they could see a mental health professional, but the same Texas lawmakers, <sighs> as no, we've discussed, uh... are currently passing a bill to allow schools to replace Mental health professionals, social workers, counselors, with Christian chaplains, so they don't care about mental health in Texas. And of course, as George Carlin said many years ago, like several of the commandments are just flat out useless. I truly was don't. going
1: to bring up George Carlin because it's and because the you other you don't th- need the command. Well, and the other flip side of like, okay, what it's like, most of them are don't be an asshole and like don't murder or whatever. Right. I would love to see, like we can put I,
0: up a list of two things, right?
1: We, or can we just put up a list that we can all kind of sit and talk about? Like, don't... <laughs> Make rape, a new list. Don't rape people. Yeah. Don't, I don't know, force people off their native land so you can... Um, capitalism on it. Yes. Like, you know, just things that I think don't shoot if people you were, in a school.
0: If you were looking for a better list, yeah, there's a very great way of... Any 10 things you come up with are going to be better than pretty much everything in the commandments. Mm-hmm. But again, with the commandments and the version they're using, and they have the text of the commandments in the bill, this mm-hmm. is the version that has to go up, we're talking about commandments that say don't believe in false gods, don't make graven images, don't take God's name in vain, you got to keep the Sabbath day holy. Like, those things... And as if are those Christian are specific
1: lessons that 6-year-olds need to yeah, learn.
0: exactly. Honor the so, Sabbath
1: day and keep it holy, Timmy. These are
0: general no today. <laughs> These are general reasons the 10 commandments are bad. Yeah. But again, this bill says we got to put them in the classroom. So some of the things that Talarico
1: bad. I would say ineffective.
0: Ineffective, <laughs> yes. So one of the things Talarico started doing is pointing out he started his line of questioning by noting the hypocrisy of it all. For example, he's like, so one of these commandments... Is, I'm paraphrasing here. Mm-hmm. One of these commandments is, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Quote, are you aware the legislature is scheduled to meet this Saturday? <gasps> she says, I am aware of that. So that would be violating the Ten Commandments. I contend that that oh. is a hard... Uh, you're yeah, You're right. She says.
1: You're right. I've (laughs) never heard a Republican say you're right. He
0: continues. Thou shalt not kill. Are you aware the legislature has refused to outlaw the death penalty? (laughs) (laughs) This goes on. And? What would she say? She doesn't have a response. Her basic response is, I'm going to sidestep your question and say the reason we're proposing this set of commandments, like the KJV version, Mm. and this is important. She said, I'm quoting here, we are using the words that are on the monument outside the Texas State Capitol because it has been upheld by the Supreme Court. But we're talking about murder here, not justice. Certainly not war. I don't know what she's getting at. What but her argument is? There is a monument outside the Texas oh, State wait, Capitol. Oh wait, no, no,
1: I understand. She so she is differentiating between the death quote, penalty, unquote, murder, and just murder, and justice yep. and killing yes. in battle, as if that is. But her bigger any issue is murdering a person. It doesn't
0: matter what it says because the Supreme Court already said the monument outside the Capitol mm. is legal, mm.
1: and she's wrong well, about that. They also that. said that abortion was legal. Yeah, so they I'm they not sure if. That is something the, we here's
0: the thing hang our head she head she got wrong though, because quick history of two thousand and five for you. Yeah, that's a- the Supreme Court said that there is a there is a monument outside the Texas State Capitol that just has the KJV version of the Ten Commandments. The Supreme Court said in a five to four vote, that is legal. Why? Because it's not in isolation. They Mm -hmm. said it was part of a larger display that includes 17 monuments and 21 historical markers Mm -hmm. showcasing history and moral ideals. Justice Kennedy was the swing vote for that one and said five to four. Okay. Now, I don't necessarily agree that we're talking about history or moral ideals, but their argument was it's not like this monument is just sitting there by itself. Which right. would obviously be a promotion of Christianity. This is part of a larger display, and that's why we're saying it's okay. Yeah. By the way, the exact same day they ruled on that case, they ruled on a different standalone Ten Commandments monument in Kentucky, and again, Justice Kennedy uh, said, "You know what? That one is illegal because it's, r- it's by itself, and that's a promotion of the uh, Christianity. Yeah. We can't have that." So her argument is. I'm using this version because the Supreme Court said it's legal. But
1: they didn't but judge not putting... on the KJV version of the Supre- of the Ten Commandments. No, they were
0: they're talking about the
1: context of the it. The
0: context. And in the bill, they're not saying put up a display of right. morality and moral ideals in every classroom. They're saying, no, just put up the Christian one. So she has it completely backwards. She
1: really There's, does. So she's wrong.
0: So Talerico goes on. He says... Um, thou shalt not commit adultery, basically saying that's another one of the commandments. He didn't say this, but his allusion, he was alluding to the fact that some of their colleagues in the Texas uh, government mm. have been uh, in the news because they've had extramarital affairs. So it's clear they don't care about adultery.
1: And again... Is that a thing we need to teach children, that you shouldn't cheat on your spouse? I feel like the implications of what adultery is is so overreaching for children. He will
0: get back to the question of what to teach children. But then he said, by the way, the second commandment is thou shalt not make to thyself any graven image, no idolatry. And then he said, and I'm quoting, the idea that some people would try to make an object, maybe two tablets to worship, rather (laughs) than worshiping the God behind those two tablets. Are you worried this bill is idolatrous? She said, "I do not." Why not? He asked, and then she went off on a tangent and said something else. She said, "I contend that this is absolutely needed, and I get where you're going with that particular commandment, but it's there and it's historical and it's foundational." And oh, then he, <laughs> it's
1: foundational. Uh,
0: and then he asked, "Would you be open to an amendment to the bill saying that if a member of the legislature violates these commandments, that we can no longer mandate public school teachers put it in their classrooms?" Mm-hmm. And she said it is my intention to keep this bill clean, like as it is in the law that was passed in the Senate. So basically he noted four commandments regularly broken by Republican members of his state government. Uh And she had no good response to any of that. So that's part one. He notes the hypocrisy Uh of all their colleagues. Then he pointed out uh, the fact that they mentioned the Bremerton v. Kennedy case in the Supreme court Uh where the coach wanted to pray on the football field And his whole thing is, that was legal, the Supreme Court said, because it's his personal faith, a Mm. personal expression of his faith. Your bill, I'm quoting here, your bill doesn't do that, though. It mandates that every single teacher put the Ten Commandments in their classroom. Is there a difference between prohibiting an individual school employee or teacher Mm. from practicing or expressing their faith versus the state now telling them what has to be expressed in their classroom? Um, And she had no response. To she that.
1: literally had no response, or she... She
0: said some gibberish. Rambled. Yep. He also said, Can, would you be open to an amendment that would allow schools to post the five precepts of Taoism? <laughs> and she said, no, that's not in our bill, basically. Oh, it's not. He said, well, there are other documents that have influenced the Constitution. Code of Hammurabi, the Magna Carta. Mm-hmm. Can teachers post that instead of the Ten Commandments? She said, quote, I am... Today, that's not my bill. Has no answer to that one. This this goes on for a little while. I have
1: a question. Yes. Was it Texas that had the you have to post in God We Trust if someone gives it to you? Is Uh that the same... Same Texas. Is it the same person heading those things up? Those Uh, two bills? Like, I don't know
0: if the sponsors are the exact same, but the same people are voting for them. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. So...
1: In, so, whoa, I just want to be very clear yeah. about this. That, they have that, enough that law conservative. Yes.
0: Yeah, there are enough so conservative are Christians con- to pass all these things and sponsor but all, that's all these things. Yes. I am
1: saying that they already have a bill passed yes. that so you have to in God put God in we Godway we trust. We trust in your school if somebody gives it to you. Is that Correct. the thing? Okay. Anyone
0: can donate as long as it fits their parameters, then it's got to go up.
1: And so, in. Uh, and so this woman, Candy, no, Candy is from Texas. Candy
0: Noble, yep, she's or the Candy's Republican oh, she sponsor okay. of this bill.
1: Candy sees this mm-hmm. and is like, "Not enough, right? We need more specificity. Yep, more language, mm-hmm. bigger signage.
0: and in every classroom, not in just, just one in the ju- school." Okay, okay, mm-hmm.
1: okay, okay. This woman is out of her entire fucking mind. Yes. Didn't doesn't doesn't Texas's grid just not work? Aren't people? Didn't people?
0: Doesn't matter anymore. Freeze
1: to death in their homes in Texas. Sorry, you're talking about about
0: real life problems. They do not deal with those in Texas. Doesn't matter. Will the Texas grid go down again this summer?
1: Yes. What about the motherfuckers who are running around on horses and whipping immigrants or whatever? Is this not something that we have to be concerned about?
0: Don't care. Got to put God in the classroom. This. Mm -hmm. I hate people. Then Tallarico is Mm. still at it. He's still doing this. Good for him. And he says, and this is the point, I want to quote this for you every time on this committee, that we try to teach students values like empathy or kindness, we are told we can't because that's the parent's role. Every time on this committee that we try to teach basic sex education to keep our kids safe, we're told that's the parent's role. But now, you're putting religious commandments, literal commandments in our classrooms, and you're saying that's the state's role. Why is that not the parent's role? And I gotta tell you, if I played this clip for you, there's a long, awkward pause before she talks, and then she says, that's really an interesting rabbit trail you've gone it's on not the with that. That's not the expression. It's famously rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking... but she doesn't answer his question. Basically, he said, "Would you be comfortable with adding language to receive parental consent from all the parents of students in the classroom before putting it up?" Uh, no. 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 Why not? Uh, he I said of parental
1: rights. They don't Care-rental care about it as said.
0: long as Christians want it. So it's not really about any of the stuff Republicans claim to care about. But then, you know what she did say? Why this is important?
1: They're just so this fucking unserious. This is what makes me fucking crazy about this. They're all so unserious about, like, the About role- the most important job. Yes, about the role of running a country. And all they're using this power to do is grandstand bullshit. And I don't... Like Understood. when Rand Paul ran for
0: president, it's like, what do you want to do if you become president? I want to basically destroy the government, buddy. You're running to be the leader of the government. Was he
1: named after Anne Tom,
0: um, I'm sure he thinks I'm he look was. That up. I bet that's uh, Nick.
1: I bet he gave one of the a things nickname,
0: yeah. <laughs> Noble also said this in defense of why she she finally answered why she thinks the bill is a good idea instead of just saying, "Well, this is the bill." She said, "Listen to this. If you're a teacher, listen to this." I know that our teachers are more and more and more having to fight for classroom management or the behavior of students. This
1: is the woman saying this. This is the woman saying this. Who wants the Ten Commandments uh-huh. in a classroom.
0: I think these commandments would help with that classroom management need.
1: You fucking loopy lady. And I wish she had done
0: a follow-up at that point, just to be like, and how would this help with... The classroom management.
1: I just want to know but, how idolatry is going to make my six-year-old sit in yeah. their fucking chairs. Tell me that.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. That's... I have been in what a classroom where kids have been rowdy. Like, listen, if kids listened to the shit that was written on signs in the classroom, everything <laughs> would be glorious. <laughs> they have never Everybody done that. Everybody would reach
1: for the stars. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> would... wouldn't...
0: <laughs> yeah. That... Kids do not care what the signs on your wall says. It does color them a little bit. It adds some spice, some color into the room. What's the one that the they
1: used to put up next to the clock? And it says, time will pass, will you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: And the answer is they won't. They
1: will not. But,
0: basically. Have
1: you seen, um Abbott Elementary no. when he puts, he, she tells the guy he needs to put posters up in his classroom, so he just goes to, like, Office Max and gets those motivational posters <laughs> for his kindergartners. Nice. It's just outstanding. Love it. It's a great show. And
0: the, and the whole exchange, 15 minutes long, basically, like... Noble showed over and over, she's got nothing. She no. has no good arguments for wanting this up there. Do you know
1: anything about this woman, aside from this terrible opinion that she has and being a monster?
0: She is one of a number of conservative Christians in the Texas legislature. They kind of divvy up which horrible thing they're going to do in the name of Jesus. This was hers. Sure. Oh, god. This is her thing.
1: Just imagine like the effort and time and expense it takes to run for local, uh, local office, state mm-hmm. office, whatever. And literally she gets there and the best idea she comes up with is we should put laminated pieces of paper in everybody's classroom all across this magical mm-hmm. state of ours. They will As love it,
0: it when they're being shot at. As it lights on
1: fire from climate change yeah. and then <laughs> freezes over again.
0: Yes. Um, and then Tallarico ended his comments politely. He was way too polite for my taste, but that's why he's an elected office and none of us are. He said this. I say this. I'm quoting. And I say this to you as a fellow Christian representative. I know you're a devout Christian and so am I. This bill to me is not only unconstitutional, it is not only un-American, I think it is also deeply un-Christian. And he added, a religion, listen to this one, a religion that has to force people to put up a poster to prove its legitimacy is a dead religion. And it's not one that I want to be a part of. It's not one that I think I am a part of. My concern is instead of bringing a bill that will feed the hungry, clothe the naked, heal the sick, we are instead mandating that people put up a poster. And we both follow a teacher, a rabbi, who said, don't let the law get in the way of loving your neighbor. Loving your neighbor is the most important law. I would submit to you that our neighbor also includes the Hindu student who sits in the classroom, the Buddhist student who sits in the classroom, and an atheist student who sits in the classroom. And my question to you is, does this bill truly love those students? And do you know what Candy Noble said to that? I'm going to go in a different direction than I think you're trying to lead me. Dot, dot, dot. It doesn't matter.
1: What did she end up saying?
0: Oh, a Anything... bunch of bullshit that didn't address it. She did say, wow. I think this bill actually rights a wrong that was done years ago based on a failed decision by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said you can't put Ten, uh, Ten Commandments in classrooms Ooh, in she 1980. She just said
1: she's doing this because the Supreme Court is on her side.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm sure, but... Yeah. I feel like she like, doesn't understand here's how laws the thing. do. I agree with Tallarico, by the way, that like, he said this also, that this sort of bill gives Christians a bad name, yep. which is offensive to him as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Because he's right. When Christianity becomes synonymous with conservative Christianity or Christian nationalism, that's a branding problem for the entire faith. And he's upset that his colleagues aren't just ruining public education. They're dragging his religion through the mud. Like this bill, the Ten Commandments, they're not going to lead kids to Christianity. It's going to do our job and lead people away from organized religion. Mm -hmm. But this is the thing this bill will probably pass. Mm-hmm. It will be signed by the governor. It'll become a law. Teachers will have to do this starting next school year. And there's really nothing Democrats can do to put a stop to that other than file a lawsuit. And who knows what the Supreme Court would do in a case like this because they'll find a reason to justify it. But but I will give him credit for this. Given the lack of power that he has to stop it, mm-hmm. I think it is so important that he used his voice to call out the bullshit mm-hmm. behind this whole bill using the platform that he has, um I think when I looked, he started tweeting various parts of everything we've just talked about, clips from that exchange. Uh, he did it. He was putting those things out there in a series of tweets, and last I checked, there were like at least a thousand retweets of each of those things, like hmm. it was going I mean as viral as many things could go, but it was getting out there in a way that most committee meeting hearings will never get to. Mm-hmm. And that's the power you have as a Democratic lawmaker. Yeah. Even if you see this bullshit, it is your job to amplify the fact that it's bullshit. Uh, we just saw in Nebraska our, our deep admiration to someone like Megan Hunt, who's mm. a state senator there, Michaela Kavanaugh, there, they managed to use their power to filibuster in a way that prevented an anti Uh, abortion bill Mm -hmm. from getting through. Um, I think they're still working on an anti-trans bill, trying to put a stop to it Mm -hmm. from going through, because that's all they can do, Mm because their ideology isn't in the majority there. So kudos to Tallarico in Texas for what he did. Honestly, if the Republican majority was capable of being honest with themselves, they would acknowledge pretty much everything he said. But again, their easiest game plan here is to just... Let him talk, yeah. and then ignore him because they're just power hungry. And, and hope there's no not sticking
1: stop. power of this, which yeah. we're going to do our best to make sure that sticks somewhat. Right. <sighs> that Whew, sucks. Good
0: times. Um, here's a disturbing story. I'm going to preface we just this did with a disturbing no, no, story. that wasn't disturbing. This is disturbing. Um, listen, all the trigger warnings on this one because it involves a child and mm. it's abuse and it's it's bad. Skip ahead to the next story if you need. But here's the headline: A Christian missionary is going to be going to jail, good, because he was found guilty of sexually abusing a (gasps) four-year-old family member. And how do we know? Why was he found guilty? Because they had a smoking gun. Do you know what the smoking gun was? The four-year-old had gonorrhea.
1: Oh, God. And
0: they discovered that shortly after this missionary tested positive for gonorrhea. And I'll give you details about the story, but holy crap, that's the headline! Yeah.
1: Oh God.
0: Uh huh. Four years. Four. Oh. And here's the backstory. Here, this guy is thirty-year-old Jordan Webb. Um, he 30, could 30? 30 Yep, 3-0. He could spend the next 32 years behind bars. No, His sentencing no. is next month. But basically, a year ago, he was arrested by the Webster County Sheriff's Office in Iowa after an investigation spurred by health concerns involving a juvenile led to a them investigating this guy. Toddler. Uh-huh. He was basically in a house run by Harvest Bible Church, which is an independent fundamentalist Baptist church. That's a church that is also... Uh, that also runs a church run college. Mm. he lives there as well and the reason he was there, the reason he has this association with the church is because for the past few years prior to last year he and his wife were living in Saint uh, is it Saint Lucia 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 uh, the Caribbean island mm. he worked there with his wife as a missionary for a few years. Mm. They had just returned back from the island when he was arrested and here's the thing. They've discovered, like, once they found out that this four year old was infected, they were like, Well, how on earth could she have gotten infected? Where was she? Who was she with? Is there any reason to think we might know? who she was with and basically that trail led them to this guy. This is when everyone's crossing
1: their fingers that it's some stranger that came through town. Yeah, let that horrible scenario be
0: the best case scenario, but it's not. It went to this guy and they tested him and it turned out he had the disease as well. And here's the thing, it's a sexually transmitted disease. So they
1: found it in her first. They found it in her first and then everyone
0: is like, why does a four-year-old have the sexually transmitted disease? I can't even believe
1: they caught, like how would you even know Um, to to test for that? She was
0: showing symptoms um and so they're like I well we it. need to look into this and they found it this guy and they tested him they're like oh you have it too and here's the thing he tried explaining yeah, all this away what say? and his lawyer then in court tried explaining this all away first he admitted he had been unfaithful and i think he did that cuz one it's a sin and that means it's something that can be forgiven wait yeah he's like uh he's
1: starting with i was unfaithful he's starting with that Meaning that's his he's opening he's married move. to somebody else the wife
0: who was on the island with him as a missionary, so he
1: thinks. I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. His gravest sin, in his eyes, are is that he che- no. I think that this he is was his unfaithful. excuse.
0: This is his excuse for why he has gonorrhea. He's like, oh, I oh, cheated. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, but then, I see. once
0: they put two and two together, it's like, well, you have a thing, and this child has a thing. Like, I'm unfaithfulness is not the state's concern here, right? right?
1: It's not illegal to so, cheat.
0: But then, get this: his mm-hmm. lawyer in court says, "Eh, it's a coincidence that this happened. How could it... Because they were together on the island. I don't know their relationship... I couldn't get that detail, and obviously her identity is protected. Of course. So I don't know if, like, Uncle, Niece, what's the, They're family members, I know that. But I don't know specifically how are they related. But they were together. No one's denying that. But the lawyer said, well, maybe they used the same towel. Maybe they went swimming together. Maybe he was cleaning up after she used the toilet. And then the prosecution had witnesses that were like, that's, Almost certainly not how this spreads because, and they, they, they had a little bit of wiggle room there. They're like, look, it's a sexually transmitted disease. Yeah. There are other ways it could spread, but those are rare. And the odds of like, you got it from using the same towel. Yeah, no, that's, that's not, not how, how that it works. works. And the jury agreed. Yeah. No, there's only one way this could have happened. There was enough evidence saying, no, he gave it to her.
1: Was the, the case here or in San Lucia?
0: Um, I mean, they were there, but this case took place in Iowa. Oh, okay. And the jury this week said, "No, we're not buying whatever his defense oh is," my God. and they convicted him. Two and a half hours of deliberation, like oh, nothing. Jesus. It was fast. And their verdict. That's how long it
1: takes them to call roll? I know. <laughs> they like got sandwiches. They're like, "Let's just get one more lunch out of this." <laughs> Last
0: Friday, they announced the verdict. He was found guilty, uh, Webb, of sexual abuse with someone under twelve. That was one uh, charge. Incest, another charge and child endangerment. All three of those were guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm. He is not eligible for bond. Ju- June 5th this is his sentencing date. And I want to, besides all of that horrifying stuff, here's another nugget that you should know. According to the Des Moines Register, Harvest Baptist Church, the church that housed him and sent him to St. Lucia, they not only helped him pay his legal expenses during this whole ordeal before mm. the verdict, Pastor Marvin Smith IV, the guy who runs the church, he wrote a letter to the judge calling for Webb's pre-trial release. So he could just, why are you keeping this guy locked up? And he was allowed to go free on a $75,000 bond. He was allowed to be free before the trial began.
1: He's certainly not a danger to, I don't know, the most vulnerable vulnerable population you, right? toddlers.
0: I did find, by the way, this is not on the church's YouTube channel. I found a separate YouTube thing that shows basically a promotional video urging people to donate money to the church um, so they can convert people in St. Lucia. And who are the stars of this like three-minute promotional video? Jordan and his wife Uh, talking about how wonderful everything is.
1: Fuck. Wait,
0: there's another thing to this story. Um, The same church has been in the news before in 2020. Why? Because they were accused of harboring a convicted sex offender.
1: Ooh, yep, boy. Because a few years ago, second verse, same as the first, uh-huh. a little bit louder and a little bit worse. Another
0: pastor who was part of another independent fundamentalist Baptist church in Maryland mm. and had been convicted of fourth degree sexual offense and second degree assault, he had moved to Iowa. And they took him in at this church. Sure. And there's video of him singing in the choir with a couple other dudes. Mm. Like, just let him right walk in. I mean, again, forgiveness is one thing. This guy's a convicted sex offender, they're like, come on, we got kids
1: here. It really they they show how much they they show their deep-seated hatred for women and for children in a million little ways. And this is one of them that this story that they're allowing themselves to be told, this church, is this oh, we're saving this fallen guy and everyone deserves God's forgiveness and whatever. I looked
0: for that, by the way. I did not find their justification for why they harbored this guy, but that is, I think, I mean, you're right. Else could That's you, what they did, What else probably. could
1: you say? And not And not advocate for the child victims of mm-hmm. this. They are doing everything they can to protect these predators. This is the Catholic Church all over again. This is, we see shit over and over and it's, so frequently in conservative circles because they're so fucking afraid to talk about sex that children don't understand what's going on. Parents are, you know, adults are taking advantage of it. It's fucking disgusting. It really, really is appalling. I truly am at the point that, like, if you find anything salvageable in the GOP, then you need to do some long looks in the mirror and figure out what the fuck is wrong with you and why you hate poor people and women and minorities and queer people.
0: I was looking on the church's (sighs) uh, social media sites to see, like, well, that... Conviction happened on Friday of last week Mm. of of Jordan Webb. And I'm like, well, have you said anything? Has the church said anything publicly? Because, I mean, it's one thing to say, well, he's part of our church. We want to help him out. We don't think he's guilty of any of this. But now he is guilty. Now he is going to jail. Have they said anything? Because I could imagine them saying, we're going to make sure no predator is ever in our presence. We're going to make sure here's how we're going to protect children in the future. Mm -hmm. They have said nothing as of this recording. Nothing
1: and on top of that uh, huge misstep and huge like PR whiff where are the people in their church saying hey gang this isn't cool like we're not i don't want to do that i don't want to protect predators why are you making me party to this like Are are none of the women or young people in that church saying, like, hey, guys, I know you're all really happy that Tommy the Molester is here with us. But, like, he is not targeting you adult men. He is targeting children. So I'm not sure why y'all get to decide, like, it's the... What is the thing about, like, um, it's two owls, and they're like, hmm, aren't you afraid of, have you ever been afraid of a hawk? No, a hawk has never bothered me. No. Mm, I don't know <laughs> what those sparrows are going on about. Like, yeah. it's really so um, neglectful.
0: Yeah, I mean, kids are in danger at this it church, and they're doing nothing.
1: Like, textbook child endangerment. Like, yeah. it, it would be, if I wrote a textbook child endangerment, would be like, you bring a convicted sex offender into your social fold, even though there are children there. That's a bad thing. I
0: mean, is there any warning? I don't know. Do they tell these people who this new guy is? I doubt who it. Cares? I who cares? Like, who cares
1: if they do? Like, yeah. I, I listen. I want to be clear. I am all for benefit of the doubt and you know, uh, rec- not rec- recuperation, but um, you rehabilitation. Know, rehabilitation. Yeah. I am not a person who thinks you did one bad thing and you're fucked for the rest of your life. That's again. Want to be clear. The GOP. However, somebody who's convicted of attacking children. I'm just going to say it's not unchristian to keep him away from your children, I guess. If I knew a guy was convicted for kicking dogs, I would not introduce him to Dottie. (laughs) She is too dumb to escape somebody like that. She would be kicked many times and then wag her tail because she's an idiot. However, I would never let that happen, (laughs) Hemet. I
0: know you wouldn't. Thank you. Hey, do you want to know what Dave Silverman is up to? Yeah, you do. Let me help you out here. Uh, the former president of American does he atheists.
1: Listen? Do you know?
0: Oh, to this? Yeah. No, but he does see things I post. Okay. I know I, that. I'm
1: always wondering if he, if Do people I, like that listen. I'm going to give this. you a quick
0: background here. When Richard Dawkins wrote the God Delusion back about two decades mm-hmm. ago, one of the points he made, and I think it's a legit point, is he pointed out. You would never. I'm paraphrasing. You would never call a child oh, yeah. a Republican or a Democrat. You would never say this person's a fiscal conservative. He's five. Right. You know. You would never say that because the kids aren't old enough to make sense of any of that. We ought to allow them to choose their own path, and the same thing should apply to religion. Which no is f- child is Christian or Jewish or which Muslim. Is fair, that was it feels the argument to A they little
1: made. precious to me. Of like, uh, Islam. Uh, no, I, I get it. I understand. Okay. But also, I'm not sure how that's a helpful argument to be made.
0: I, His argument was there was uh, kids, kids, right. because their parents were Muslim or Christian, mm-hmm. the kids were labeled that way as well. And he's like, come on, those kids aren't in any meaningful way, Christian, Muslim, whatever. Don't call them that because you're putting your label on them. I think that's a legit point. I but don't. But I here's, don't. okay, whatever. Different debate for another time. Here's our friend uh, Dave Silverman now chiming in. Uh, I'm just going to read the first half of this tweet. He's just
1: riffing off something Richard Dawkins said two decades ago. No,
0: he's riffing off of a tweet that said, No child is trans. That's the whole tweet. No child is trans. There's one of those right-wing people. I'm a little nervous. And he quote tweets it because he has more to say. And the thing he says is, (sighs) No child is trans. No child is gay. No child is Christian, Jew, Muslim, or Hindu. No child is Republican or Democrat, et cetera, et cetera. He's using that Dawkins logic from the God delusion, where you don't foist a label on kids, to argue that children are not trans or gay. And I'm just putting it out there. I know plenty of children or I know plenty of gay people and trans people. And if you ask them, when did you know you were gay or trans? The answer is something in the child, like under 18 is the answer. I do not. I, I do know because I'm surrounded by these people on social media. I get the, I get why they're anti-trans and I think their arguments are stupid. Right. I do not get this argument that says children aren't gay. Like when do you do you think they the switch goes off at like 18? What are you talking about? I, Have you never yeah. talked to a an LGBTQ person? Right. I know he has. Yeah. I know he's been like working with, I know he's worked with them. I know he knows them now. The like this is performative stupidity at this point. Cause he's not even arguing. And I think it's a stupid argument, but like, no child should ever be allowed to go through hormone therapy or whatever the Atlantic is writing now. It's a separate argument. And I think that's dumb too. That's the JK Rowling stance. He's not even playing that game. He's not doing the Megan Phelps Roper game. Mm. He's doing this one of like, no, you're not gay. You're not trans. When do you think they are
1: I think also, I want to... How
0: did he go that far down the rabbit hole, well, not trail, and go here where, it,
1: like... No, this ah. is when intellectual dishonesty really comes back around. Because the other thing, on top of all of the things that you just said, which were all correct, so what? I guess I guess that's, when I see things like that... Like why
0: is he writing this at not, all?
1: Not even... Why are you writing this? But like, no child is trans. It's just a nonsense statement. It doesn't mean anything meaningful. Like, it sounds like it means something, but it doesn't. And this, I guess, that's the same way. Like, no child is Christian. I mean, I guess there are some who you, are, but I see there what are you some mean.
0: who are. I mean, I, there's a but difference between four year olds. Or 16-year-olds who have, like, thought about it and whatever. I'm not arguing against a 16-year-old. I think there's a valid point about, like, the 3-year-old isn't a Christian. The 3-year-old doesn't know any of this stuff. So, yeah, don't put a label on the kid. I get that. No one, no one is saying, oh, I have a child. My child is 3 years old. My child is trans. No one's
1: doing that. Uh, No, they they are definitely tilting out windmills all of the time at this point. Because you can see now they've refocused all of their energy against this trans thing, which is so. Wild and so short sighted, but 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 truly, like, and maybe there is something rhetorical that's magical about this that I'm missing. But this, you no not. child is trans, no child is Christian. It's just empty rhetoric. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. No child is tra- okay. Not only but are adults you saying... are, so I'm not sure what <laughs> I'm supposed to do with this information. Right. I don't want to shock Dave Silverman, but every adult. Was a child at some point, yeah. so to say, I no know, child I is trans knew... is technically untrue. Because if I am an adult who is trans, that means as a child I was trans also. Because right, that's right. just my identity has always been this. Even person. if I didn't
0: understand yeah. it, I was. Yeah, I'm with it, you. It's
1: it's it's it, just fucking pointless. And the level
0: of stupid shit he drum, says to appeal to right wing conservatives so right now. Fucking gross. Oh. I, hey,
1: Dave, Dave, it's me, Jess. Do you remember we hung out um, one time in uh, where was that? Vegas. Hell, it was Vegas. Hell. and we hung out and you were really nice and we talked to John Doerr about comedy and it was great. Um, what the fuck have you done to yourself, sir? What are you fucking doing? You are so angry that people have moved to the left of you, which is a good thing. Being more accepting of a larger group of people is necessarily a good thing because it's the fucking opposite of what the Republicans are doing which is narrow casting as much as they can. So this sort of trying to fit in with like the cool guys and the Joe Rogans and like, I'm gonna say something really outlandish and it's gonna get me clicks and then I'll be like, ha ha, I enraged the liberals. Mission accomplished, LOL. Like, my dude. Who are you trying to help? Because you are helping fucking nobody.
0: Would you like me to slow clap? I will.
1: I just I agree, though. I'm so mad at him. Like, I genuinely, this is the only time I have, ex- and we didn't have any kind of close, I do not think he actually remembers me, but truly, like, this is the only time that something like this has happened, that, like, somebody, I thought we were, like, on the same page for things, and it's like, wait, have you been a monster this whole time? And people ask why I don't trust men.
0: I've had conversations. I all the time. I'm mm-hmm. waiting
1: for you, Hammond. Jesus, Lord knows I'm not. thinking. Give me a
0: week. <laughs> I talked no. to reporters who had the same question. Like I interviewed him for so many things. He was perfectly pleasant. What happened? I'm like, uh, long story. Sit down.
1: Uh, it just it's it's genuinely very s- sad yeah. to me. No, buy me a drink. He doesn't <laughs> talk. I anyway. All
0: right. Different story. This one has an amusing ending for you. <laughs> okay. Here's the backstory. Here. There are some public schools in the country where they have this thing basically called, like, church release time, and it's legal and it's weird. But basically, these are special programs where the school allows kids to skip, like, 45 minutes a week of school
1: to go to church.
0: church. And the school has nothing to do with it. They basically say, if you skip school for 45 minutes during this window, we'll allow it without penalty— And then the church is responsible for transportation and getting the kids to a different building and teaching them the lesson and then bringing them back to school and all that stuff.
1: Okay, so it's not just like for 45 minutes, kids can do whatever the fuck they want under the guise of we're going to church. No,
0: no, no. Okay, so it's like a a coordinated event. It's Sunday school, but in the middle of the school week.
1: And is it every day or is it? It depends on the
0: program. Okay. It could be once a week. But, like, obviously, you could tell why this might be a bad thing because sure. if you're leaving the same class every week, you are you might be missing a fifth of your... The same class Yeah, day. You're missing every math day. every time or something. I don't know. It depends on the program. In 2020, Tennessee, for example, required public schools to allow these programs to exist. But if it went through, if a district said, yeah, we're going to do it, kids would have skipped, could have skipped hundred eighty hours per year, wow. that's twenty two point five full days of instruction wow. gone if they went through with it. And again, I would also argue the whole program is unnecessary because you can do Sunday school. Um, and yeah. churches have other ways to indoctrinate school kids. School it? out
1: do at men? three o'clock that gives I mean, you yeah
0: you could do so many things. yeah, I will say in Tennessee
1: 12 <laughs> hours of the rest of your day. <laughs> in Tennessee,
0: when they said we were gonna allow this, mm. uh, our friends at the Satanic temple, Uh, They proposed a program in Knoxville, Tennessee called the Satanic Children's Ministry of Tennessee, and they made Uh, headlines for this a few years ago. But, okay, that's your backdrop, okay? In Ohio, last summer, there were two school districts in Ohio that said they were doing something like this. Um, There was a Christian ministry called LifeWise Academy. They offered to offer religious instruction to kids... Uh, in grades two through Life-wise? four. Whatever. They all have dumb Random
1: name generators. But they said
0: if you're in grades two, three, or four, like, those are the kids we want to oh, allow.
1: young. Yeah. I was thinking oh, yeah. high schoolers.
0: No, no, no. You got to get them young. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. Jesus. Very young. So, Fuck. But okay. basically,
0: the, the way the district said, how can we allow this to happen, is they said, well, you can't go during, like, mandatory classes. We will allow you to go during elective periods, which... Is a problem, too, because now they could skip art or music. Yeah, because the Lord knows nobody's ever
1: been enriched by music. Yeah,
0: or they could skip lunch and have lunch with the church, and Mm -hmm. if the church provides that, then the kids are getting fed, so whatever. So whatever. That's how they justified it, and again, this is important. The district already allowed parents to take their kids out of school during non-academic periods for other reasons. (laughs) They had a policy in place, like if you want to take your kid... An appointment or something. Oh, okay. No, p- no harm, no foul, mm-hmm. as long as you go through the process. Mm-hmm. So they basically said, "Well, if the." church wants to take your kids and the parents give you permission to do it Mm -hmm. we can't stop you from doing it so fine i guess like there's no formal agreement between the districts and the church right they're not endorsing any of it they're saying well i guess if the parents allow it and the church wants to take you we can't stop you that's basically their idea
1: huge liability for the school though to ship your kids off campus right like
0: there's a bunch of bad ideas, but legally speaking, it doesn't look like they were doing anything illegal. If you're the school district, they were playing Maybe within unwise. the rules. Maybe unwise, but it's nothing illegal. So, um, by the way, I should say, the Christian ministry asked one of those school boards for a resolution to recognize their church and the ministry doing this, and they, for whatever reason, they didn't end up doing it. Okay. I think because the school district said, well, we already allow parents to do it. This falls within it's that. redundant. So we don't need to add more paperwork to the whole process. And here's the other thing. The ministry did try to make a pitch for why they were doing this, why they wanted to do this, whether or not they needed permission. Mm -hmm. And they said, look, on a budget of about $19,000, we could pay for two teachers. Um, We could reach kids. We could present the gospel. Again, district doesn't care about any of this. This is not a thing they need to sign off on. My point here is the ministry said we have a plan in place to make this a worthwhile investment of time for the parents and the kids who participate Mm -hmm. and the district said well we can't stop you okay that's the backstory here okay i think it's a horrible idea for other reasons but i don't think the district did anything illegal no unwise like you said yes but like none of the church state separation groups went after the district for doing this i think probably because they also saw like well there's there's nothing the district Uh, is doing that's right okay
1: it's not necessarily an it's a tacit endorsement, but it's not a full-throated yeah. endorsement. So right? last
0: week, I see a strange article. Oh. Well, it caught my attention. This is in a local newspaper in Ohio. It's called the Logan Daily News. Little, it's a small-town newspaper, fine. But they basically, the headline is this. School district asked to balance Bible classes with atheist teaching. And I'm like, oh, interesting. I guess some atheist group or something must have said, we want to do the same thing. Kind of like the Satanic Temple did. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for this. Uh-huh. Tell me what you're trying to do. And then I read this thing, and I'm like, oh, no. What? Okay. Here's the thing that they said in this article. I'll read you one paragraph. Now, a group calling itself American Secularists is arguing that's what, that what's good for the Christian goose is good for the atheist gander. Nice. I wish
1: you could see the gestures Hammett does when he does his annoying person voice. It's a lot of like (laughs) waggling of fingers. Their (laughs) Dayton-based
0: Ohio chapter has approached school districts-
1: Dating-based? Dayton.
0: Dayton, Ohio. Their Dayton-based Ohio chapter has approached school districts, including the one in the area Mm. where LifeWise Academy already is teaching classes, with a request to be granted equal access to provide students with a, quote, atheist science release time curriculum- Sure. Okay, so I get the game that is being played here. You're allowing Christians to do this thing.
1: Right. We
0: want to be able to do it as well. Right. Here's where things get weird. Okay. American Secularists is the name of the group.
1: you've never heard of it. Something I've ever heard of. You You know why you haven't? Have I heard any person who is secular call himself a secularist?
0: Do you know why you haven't heard of the group American Secularists?
1: Because it's a sock puppet account.
0: Because it doesn't exist. I looked into wow. it. It does not exist. The newspaper said they're Dayton-based Ohio chapter. Guess how many chapters there are?
1: Zero. Zero.
0: So there's no local chapter because there are no chapters. It's just a dude. Wait. It's a So dude. they're saying
1: local chapter... Of this, this group that does secular exist thi- and did no further research, they didn't know for the, know for the re- And
0: again, local, I'm not expecting them to do the research, they're just reporting whatever this guy's complaining no, no, about. No, 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 let's I... not
1: condescend to mid good hearted <laughs> Midwestern journalists, Fine. they should be held to the same standard. They,
0: they should have pointed out there is no group here, but yeah,
1: that's, they did mention that's the person, it
0: also they said. The Dayton based Ohio chapter has approached school districts, plural, including the one in our area. I can't find any proof they approached any other school district except for one. Okay. So that's weird too. But the guy this is
1: journalism that you're doing. That's journalism, not whatever those are. I don't appreciate the
0: big quote hands you did while you said that. Yep. You thought about them. (laughs) Uh, But the guy they did quote who's the person who's doing all this? His name is Lewis or Louis Wood. Fine. Okay, so I looked up this guy.
1: Lewis. I was just seeing if it was so, like an IP freely situation. No, no, no. I mean, that's <laughs> his
0: name. Um, but basically, according to the newspaper, mm. Wood shared a communication he sent to the school district where he said, quote, like that he wanted to do this program. Mm. He said he would uh, his program would be provided, quote, quote, he sent this to the district right outside your school in a mobile teaching facility, privately funded by my organization and others who are on board to make it happen. It will also be funded by generous donors. He also mm. said that the teaching staff for his program, quote, will include paid and volunteer science teachers with college educations, teaching certificates, and will have no criminal backgrounds whatsoever, basically saying he's going to do a background check on everyone involved.
1: And Which has Is there... Any evidence that any of the groundwork has been done to do this thing?
0: So I asked him and I'm like, Buddy, bless Body.
1: your heart, Hemant. Oh my god, most millennials are afraid to make phone calls, not <laughs> Hemant.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, there was a phone call too. We'll get to that. I'm so excited. So I did message, I did reach out to this guy. Yeah. Basically, my thing is, like, listen, I cover this stuff all the time. Yeah, I've never heard of your group. No. That doesn't mean you don't exist. Maybe you were off my radar. I'm bad on me. But I don't know you, and I would like to know who you are. Yeah. And Also, where are you getting this funding? That is funded by generous donors. Like, he's listen, got, like a I know mobile
1: who... classroom, and he's going to drive around yeah. Ohio. I love this I'm guy's like, dreams. I don't
0: know every atheist, but as king of all atheists,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I have an idea of who the big donors are who give money to the large atheist groups in this country.
1: Am I your Rasputin yes. or your Jester?
0: Yes. <laughs> And I'm
1: like, who, who I'm are a these? i big penis. What? I mean, if
0: you, who are these generous donors who are giving to you for this interesting you cause? Personally, you personally, that like, because I haven't heard anyone announcing this, and I feel like if anyone's giving money, he hasn't called out
1: line, sp- specific sponsorships. He did not.
0: I'm like, that's just, it's weird that it's escaped my radar because I look out for this stuff. Weird. I'm and having also, so
1: much fun right now. So I,
0: I asked him all this stuff. And honestly, the conversation was really, I have questions about all this stuff I read. Can, yeah. can we chat on the phone? Uh-huh. And he, he, we ch- chatted on the phone. It was a 20 minute phone call.
1: Is that a long or a short time?
0: For me, that's a long phone call because the phone call should be 10 seconds long. And it's like, hey, are we doing that thing? Yeah, cool. Bye.
1: We've been talking for 85 minutes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) 20-minute phone call. And basically, it started out. Uh I don't think he knows who I am, which is fine. But he looked me up as soon as I messaged him. And so right off the bat, for the first minute, he flattered me. Basically, like, yeah, I really appreciate all the work you're doing. I really like your your website. Mm. And I think he mentioned the podcast, and I'm thinking in my head, you haven't heard anything. You Truly, didn't, You don't know me.
1: Kevin is the one person in the world who, if somebody tried to get on his good side by flattering him... They've already fucked up, <laughs> right? Like the second anybody as would come up to you, as every person who listens like, to
0: this show knows, the yeah. way you get on my good side is just insulting me right off the bat. Or
1: insulting me <laughs> to <laughs> you, which is probably better.
0: <laughs> so it's like, okay, fine, you don't. But he's yeah, saying nice is not things the way to get about good me. Side. But okay, fine, I appreciate Anything that you me? appreciate. I think he was referring to the articles. But and did I, he
1: say my name? He is meant, he a big no. fan of me personally? He
0: maybe. How's this on, about I me? don't know. But. He's like, I appreciate your articles and all that. I'm like, well, thanks. Fine. Well, I have questions for you because basically you within a couple now? minutes, <laughs> I'm like, listen, I think all of, at some point I must have said this. Did you record that? No. But I was like, I think all of this is bullshit. Um, can you just, like, do you have an organization? Because I looked for it and I'm not finding any instant there's no website can
1: you give me a better there's, phrasing that you No, actually i said use? i
0: think this is bullshit did and, you really yeah. and i'm like you. can you tell me this is not bullshit like who are uh, your donors do you have any give money me any evidence give me this anything and over the course of 20 minutes
1: okay which is a long got time
0: more and more frustrated that i was asking him any of this stuff and basically, what it boiled down to was, have you asked the Christian ministry what their budget is, where, who their donors are? And I'm like, one... No, because I'm on the phone with you. Yeah. Two, I don't care. I already know they have money because I already looked at articles about them. We can and, trace that money. And also, they have like six churches on board with this program. I know those churches have money, and it doesn't matter. And they're so already we, doing it. And they're, they're probably doing leaving some kind of
1: paper trail. Like we can figure <laughs> this shit out, yeah. sir. But also,
0: I'm not asking you a hard question right. here. I'm, I don't need this the is name.
1: Gotcha, journalist. I don't
0: need the name of your donor if you don't want to give it to me. Right. But do you have
1: money for this?
0: Do you have a curriculum? Yeah. Do you like what are you going forward with? Yeah, a curriculum
1: here? is such a good question. <laughs> and,
0: and basically, all I got from him, because he wasn't answering anything, he basically said, look, the ministry started from scratch, mm. so I can start from scratch.
1: Nobody's saying you can't. We're right. just trying to establish... like if you're a nonprofit. And he's need- not. He's not anything. I, f- I he's mean, just I didn't find evidence
0: of a nonprofit. Um, but basically And also, to his point of like, have you asked the church any of this? Well, I don't need to because they're already effing doing it. I know that. That's what this whole argument is about. They're doing it, and now you want to play the equal access card, which I appreciate... But also, they've done the shit.
1: They've shown if, me they can pull this off. Yes, you have and not. And
0: you have not. All I know about you, based on this article in the local paper, is that you've said you want to do this stuff, mm-hmm. and you said you have money, and you're demanding the sort of access they have, right. but I don't think you have any of this stuff. And if you're threatening the district, mm. or basically saying, I want to do it, so you got to let me, Right. and you don't have any of this in place... I don't like your MO here and why, of how you're going about doing this.
1: Uh, yeah, and why would so, we listen to all that stuff?
0: Then I said, well, okay, if you're not answering any of my questions, it looks like from the local paper, they said you had they had seen a copy of the communication that you sent to the school district. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was an email to the superintendent. Can you just forward me the email you sent so I know what you sent instead of what the newspaper quoted you as I'm saying... Because I'm like
1: Christians. We like evidence.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, you already sent the email. It's public. I could FOIA this if I wanted to because sure. it's a public record. do make me
1: FOIA it, but, I'm,
0: but I'm on the phone with you. Can you
1: just forward me? Like, that's two clicks. Yeah. Like, just, just do you the thing. once, dude.
0: He would not. Mm. Um, so here's what I gather. Are there any
1: particular guys? No. Uh, just, just won't... <laughs> so is he talking in circles at this point or is he like... He's trying just, to make a point He's getting
0: louder and louder and he's getting angrier with me for asking these basic questions
1: okay that doesn't like and me <laughs> my
0: takeaway was you don't have anything in place to run a program that is a secular alternative to the church program uh-huh. but here's the interesting part of me was like if this is the way you're talking to me right and i'm on your side in principle here yeah like stakes
1: couldn't have been lower, <laughs> and he's lost his shit on it. What
0: were you like with the superintendent? And guess what? I have an answer to that. Not great. Because the newspaper did speak with the superintendent of the district. And get this. Because uh, I, I looked at I'm this so while sad. I'm talking to him on the phone. I'm like, what did they say about the superintendent? Wood reported that a phone conversation he had with the school district superintendent, Mm -hmm. uh, Monty Baincher is the name of the superintendent. He reported that the phone conversation he had with the superintendent didn't go well, with Baincher, the superintendent, eventually hanging up on him. Baincher said to the paper, he ended the call with Wood because he kept screaming and yelling. And I'm like...
1: Oh, that's oh, why I'm about I to hang up on. Remember that? You. That sounds right.
0: And I had to hang up on this guy too because he kept Wait, getting. Wait, did you really? Yeah, Because he kept you getting belligerent the lead with me there. Yeah, and then I will show you this later privately. I have so many Facebook messages from this guy with no responses from me. Oh, he was heaven. so He's mad. He is. Uh, no, like did that's. You take Dottie home. No, I'm just looking at this and I like periodically when he says things, he went from, I'm angry, you're very un... He said, oh, I'll quote this, I'll quote this. He said, hanging up on me, something, was very, quote, unprofessional. And then, quote, you will not get anything from me. I don't care if you have photos of yourself with Bill Nye and look... (laughs) I'm not done, I'm not done. I don't care if you have photos of yourself with Bill Nye and look pretty on Fox News. (laughs) The Bill Nye picture is from the Reason Rally in 20... 12 and i think the one or two Sorry. times i was on fox news the last of which was probably 2012 or 2013 it's been say, a long time but thank you for calling oh my me pretty God,
1: nobody's called you pretty <laughs> know, right? on the air before but then
0: after that he gets sends a lot of angry messages that i don't respond to oh. then he sends something like i deserve the right to be able to do this or whatever which is the equal access argument to i think i gave him a thumbs up <laughs> which <laughs> probably infuriated him more but this goes on for a while, and at some point, I think I may have blocked him or something because I'm like, I don't have to put up with yeah, this. Yeah. Um. But anyway. <laughs> this stops
1: being fun at some point.
0: Yeah. The takeaway for me is you're going to them with this plan. Uh. And here's the kicker. I don't think... And this is what I took away from the superintendent's comments, too, because I looked this up. Here's what the superintendent said to the newspaper. I'm going to paraphrase it first. His paraphrase is, he doesn't need my permission to do any of this because the church didn't need permission to do any of this. There's no formal agreement with them. We, all, we already allow parents to remove their kids from non-academic classes, so we're allowing uh, the church to do it. And by the way, that applies to this guy, too. Here's what he actually said, superintendent. If American secularists were to offer the program they've proposed during lunch... "Quote and a parent wanted to sign their child out to go to that, mm. then that would be a parent's right to sign their child out to go to that." Mm-hmm. He added, "However, superintendent, you know very well mm-hmm. that's not going to happen here." Which right. I thought was a dickish thing to say, but okay, but fair not point. Not an untrue, dickish not thing an untrue to thing. Say. But his point is, huh. he can he can do it. He can sure. launch his program. No one is stopping him. Which, Didn't if you were ha- going to post a threat, like. If you allowed them to do it, like those after-school Satan clubs, you already allowed the Christian clubs to meet while we are applying for the same access, Yeah. you would at least try to figure out what were the hoops they had to jump through, the paperwork they had to right. fill out, and then we're going to do the same thing and let you say no to us because then we can fight. Then we can have a lawsuit. This guy exactly apparently right. did none of the homework because basically even after yelling at the superintendent...
1: And that didn't work. And it didn't work. Weird.
0: And the superintendent's like, No one's stopping him. He can do it.
1: (laughs) On Community, there's a superintendent's
0: like, I don't know what you need from me. I don't know why you're yelling.
1: (laughs) No, truly, there's um, an episode of Community in the first or second season that Britta is screaming about some oil spill and how bad it is, and some dude on campus is just like, you do not need to yell at us. Nobody is on the other side of this (laughs) issue. And that's what this guy feels like to me, like, Okay, like, I feel that you're mad and you just want to be mad, but I just need you to know, sir, you're your own worst enemy. Yeah,
0: here. and then he also told the newspaper, um, his, he made. I'm quoting the newspaper, Wood made no secret of the fact that his group's preferred outcome is to get schools to drop the LifeWise program. Fine, okay. I'm with you, I wish they would too, but... Quote, he said "Its his program is fully equipped and prepared to start offering its atheist-slash-science curriculum next school year if any districts take up the offer. Why you gotta lie? Again, districts are not stopping him. You can do it. They have now called your bluff because they're all saying, yeah, buddy. Go ahead and do it. If you have parents in line who are eager to send their kids to your mobile, generously funded, donor sponsored
1: thing, death ban, have at it,
0: they've called his bluff. Yeah. I would love to know if he has a curriculum. I don't know that he does. But anyway, I would love to ask him myself, but I think I'm done talking to him and I don't think he has any answers for me.
1: This is truly one of the more bizarre stories that we've. It's just so. I just
0: wanted a simple answer.
1: Boy, boy, it's on our side too, I had a fun weekend. Yeah, man, that's (laughs) fucking buck wild. I love this story. And by
0: the way, a follow-up on that one, not on the same story, but about after-school Satan Club meetings. uh You may recall, we talked about this before, that um, a a couple months ago Mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania, there's the Saucon Valley School District, and they have a Christian Good News Club That meets at like the elementary school.
1: And the after
0: school Satan Club said, Well, we want to meet. They, unlike this Ohio guy, they did the research, they went to the school board, they had everything in place to go. Mm -hmm. But after and the school board said initially, Yeah, that's fine. We're giving you the same access. We're not gonna stop you, no lawsuits here. Like, go ahead and do it. Right. And they were about to launch their first meeting on March 8th of this year, two months ago. Mm -hmm. But on the Tuesday, a couple weeks. Uh, prior, after the school board said, yeah, have at it, but before they had the first meeting, mm-hmm. someone left the district a voicemail, basically threatening to cause harm if the Satanists were allowed to meet. Anonymous phone call, anonymous threat. District officials were worried, so on that Tuesday, they canceled all after-school activities. Um, and then Across the board? Across the board, and they also canceled all classes and activities the next day. Smart. Clearly disruptive, but also they were trying to be cautious. Yeah. They did the right thing, I guess, if they thought this was a valid threat uh-huh. and they called the police and all that. Okay, so all that is frustrating and disappointing. Um but then here's what we here's what's weird. On Wednesday, like the day after the day everything was closed, uh-huh. the superintendent of the district said the district would review the Satan clubs, she called it the Satan clubs, Satan clubs use of our facility.
1: That's right.
0: Right? And it's like, why they didn't have anything? To, they didn't call the
1: threat. Right. They just
0: exist. And so what are you very made willing about? to
1: cave over threats? Yeah, right. Like to so, not protect your students. And, and they
0: completed their review in like two days. Mm. And the superintendent said she has rescinded approval for the after-school Satan Club Fuck. from using the district's facilities for violating district policy. What? And she said at the time. Uh, our community has experienced chaos. Our students, staff, and teachers have had to endure a threat to their safety and welfare. The gravity of feelings of instability, anxiety, and fear have been profound. Basically, this is a danger to everybody. So, so you're just going
1: to fold to bullies and fold. that's sort of the lesson we're going to teach and our that was children. very
0: frustrating. And what we said at the time is, you just did some, I mean, besides a really dumb move on your part, yeah. this has an unintended consequence because mm-hmm. if this district is allowed to get away with it, What they created right there was a playbook for other, assume, Christian terrorists Mm -hmm. to follow any time there was an atheist or satanic club meeting at a local school. Call in a threat, mention them as the reason you're calling in the threat, Mm -hmm. watch chaos unfold, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And and the the victims be blamed for it. Yeah,
0: and the school district could easily have said at the same time... Look, we're working with law enforcement to ensure safety of everybody. Extra Mm -hmm. security will be provided anytime students gather for a perfectly legal meeting of the after school Satan Club. Mm. But instead they banned the Satan Club, after school Satan Club from meeting. So they tried talking about this. The after school Satan people, the Satanic Temple, were like, This is a dumb move on your part. Don't do it. School district did (laughs) not listen. March 31st, the ACLU filed a lawsuit against the school district saying, what you just did is illegal. You can't do that. Um, And basically, there was a lot of details involved in this case. Things like the school district said the Satanic Temple uh, advertised their meetings, but they didn't include a disclaimer that said the club wasn't sponsored by the school district, which, one, they did, and two, the Christian club did not, which is interesting. Like. A lot of really nitty-gritty details that were done. Like red tape bullshit. But basically, the ACLU said, look, the bottom line is what you are doing is illegal. You cannot blame the satanic temple for what happened Mm. with any of this. Um, And uh, they pointed out the hypocrisy of all this stuff. Here's the good news. This week, a U.S. district judge basically said, hey, school district, you got to let the satanic club meet. Overturning... Uh, their stupid decision. Um, he does add, uh, there were some qualifications there, but he's, the judge said the district must permit the after-school Satan Club to meet at the location and on the dates upon which the parties already agreed mm. during the current school year. And basically he said, this is the first line in the uh decision. Uh When confronted with a challenge to free speech, the government's first instinct must be to forward expression rather than quash it, particularly when the content is controversial or inconvenient. Nothing less is consistent with the express purpose of American government to secure the core innate rights of its people.
1: Oh my god, I forgot that people in authority could be reasonable. (laughs) Oh, it was so beautiful to listen to. So
0: as of now, that means the Original two remaining dates of After School Satan Club, mm. uh, or at least the one remaining date, May tenth. Yeah, they will be meeting. They have advertised it. Mm-hmm. They did issue a very clear disclaimer. Mm-hmm. The district has nothing to do with this. Um, and we'll see what it's happens. So I great, should say, this I forgot to mention this. We talked about this before too. But the guy who made the threatening phone call was caught. He was arrested. Um, And that's a separate story. He had nothing to do with anything. He just is crazy. Like he's a Christian extremist. (sighs) What else is there to say? But good. Happy ending to this story. The satanic temple will be allowed to meet and we'll see how much the school district has to pay up for this uh, idiotic thing. Mm. There's a couple other quick ones I wanted to get through before we finish up today. We're not done? We're not done. This was important, and I didn't want it to wait till next week. On Saturday, there was an interview with CNN's Jim Acosta, and he interviewed Representative Tim Burchett, who is a Republican congressman from Tennessee. And basically, this guy made headlines a month or two ago. There was that awful mass shooting at a Christian school in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And shortly after that happened... People stop this guy, a Republican in Congress, and they're like, "Well, what can we do about this?" And he said, "We're not going to fix it. Like, just dismiss it." He the
1: one who said like a few deaths is the price for the Second Amendment, or something like that. You know that? what? I
0: don't have it in front of me, but he very well may have gone okay, down that I'll route. See if I can find but he very literally said, "We're not going to fix it. Cool. Like, he's not going to do anything." And all, but this is the same guy who voted against expanding background checks for gun sales. And I mean, 2021, you didn't have to tell us right? that, we right? Exactly. So now. And also, in March, he also alluded to a need for more Jesus in the nation. Obviously. He said, and I'm quoting, I think you've got to change people's hearts. You know, as a Christian, we talk, as we talk about in the church, and I've said this many times, I think we really need a revival in this country. Cool. So that's what he said in March. So now this guy's on CNN again. Why? Because last week, that shooter in Texas massacred five innocent people mm-hmm. who asked him to keep quiet at night. So... He, CNN invited this guy to talk. So Jim Acosta asked him, why would you an- enter politics and then refuse to take action to prevent tragedies like these? And CNN played the clip of what he said a couple months ago, mm-hmm. where he said, we need a revival in this country, where he uh, said, like, there's nothing else to do.
1: Even though the most Christian con- uh, states in our country have the worst life expectancy, Oh, we'll get there. Worst, health, oh, yeah. worst health outcomes, worst education... Lowest like (coughs) life expectancy, like all the
0: metrics are bad for us.
1: For Christian, it's here's what he said to
0: CNN like Jim Acosta asked, Why not fix this? Get together with the Democrats and get it done. Mm -hmm. Burchett says, And after they play the clip of Mm -hmm. him saying, We need a revival, Burchett says, I was probably speaking more from a Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. I also went on after that clip where I said, I can't get anything done and said, We need real revival in this country. I feel like we've turned from the Lord. And I know that maybe makes people's heads spin off sometimes when they hear somebody like me say that. But then CNN's Acosta says, well, there is Christianity in other countries and they don't have mass shootings. And? And Burchette says, well, they don't have our freedom either. They don't have a Second Amendment. To which.
1: And this is why everybody's leaving the
0: country. Because
1: (laughs) what they do, they don't have a Second Amendment, but they do have universal health care.
0: First of all. Saying they don't have a Second Amendment sounds like a pretty damn good case for getting Truly, rid of the Second Amendment. Truly,
1: <laughs> like, oh my God, like, yes, I'm sorry. I, I completely <laughs> came down on a weird side of that. So he knows the problem.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, amend it. Um, and also, what they don't have our freedom. England, France, Germany, they are free. What
1: does that they mean? That's always what, do you what, I to... wonder, what, what I wonder. What does that mean to them to say we are free? Freer and in those nations, somebody in the UK, in
0: those nations where they have a national religion, the proportion of Christians is much higher in the United States than those oh, other countries. Course. We are no less free, we are more Christian. The difference is that our conservatives love deadly weapons mm-hmm. more than people's lives, yeah. and these people want to make sure that every American has a better chance of getting gunned down in the future. Mm-hmm. There have been gun massacres, I know I've said this, but there have been gun massacres in Christian schools. Churches, synagogues, mosques, those places were not lacking in faith. Some of them had armed officers. Mm. None of them could stop someone with an AR-15 and a grudge. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you're talking about gun ownership, self-reported gun ownership numbers, who is most likely to either own a gun? Which Christians? Own a gun or have someone in their household who owns a gun. White evangelicals, 54% of them either own a gun or know someone who owns a gun. Followed by Mormons at 52% at the bottom of the list.
1: Wait, Mormons at 52%? Mormons are at 50.
0: I mean, I guess, I guess if you live in Utah. a more
1: like wilderness right? Frontierish vibes. I assume
0: Utah is Mormons and moose. Like that's it. Mm, atheists, by the same. way, do you know what the number for atheists is? What percent of atheists um, either own guns? a gun or know someone in their house who owns a gun?
1: Uh, 10%? 30.
0: I was shocked. Really? These are self-reported numbers, so take that with a grain of salt. But 30%. Do
1: you think people over-report or under-report?
0: I don't know. I don't know. The lowest number on the The list.
1: I have no idea. The lowest
0: number on the list. Mm. Eight percent for who?
1: Buddhists. Hindus. Jains.
0: Damn it. Hindus. Buddhists Buddhists were at thirty-two. I don't understand any of these numbers. That's not what the Buddha was into. The point is, Burchett isn't just wrong, he's backwards. Our gun problem is not the result of a lack of revival, because if we had more revival, it would probably hit evangelical Christians yeah. more than most, and they love their guns. So we would see more gun violence. Yeah, absolutely. So what the hell is he talking about? Uh,
1: first of all... And,
0: that, and, and there's one more thing I had to point out. Uh, one
1: On this story or a different story? Because I have not think about this story. Oh, go for um, it. The quote I was trying to pull up in my brain... Charlie Kirk, who said, quote, you'll never live in a society when you have armed citizenry and you won't have a single gun death. That's nonsense. It's drivel. But I'm, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth to have the cost of, unfortunately, some gun deaths every single year so that we can have the Second Amendment to protect our other God-given rights. That's a prudent deal. It is rational. Nobody talks like this. They live in a complete alternate universe. Is Charlie Kirk my age? Why?
0: He's younger than you. Why? And he looks twenty years older. But he's
1: Fal right? That's him.
0: That was him.
1: How did he get so much clout so young? He's an idiot.
0: He knew how the game works, which is if you go after marginalized people and you sound confident and just sure. project this demeanor of everything I say is right. And look, that Ben Shapiro plays the same game. Wearing guy, um, you can trust. You have me. to wear a suit at Got all times. Wear a suit. Bow tie helps.
1: Yeah. Uh, if
0: you do that, you can get anything you want. Anyway, one last story for you. This one is quick. It's a long episode. Um, this week in o- uh, Ohio, Republicans in their state legislature we were are debating- We in Ohio.
1: Are you confused? Yes. Uh,
0: again in Ohio, are debating a bill that would basically ban gender-affirming care for trans children because, hey, From Dave, my... trans children exist.
1: Hey, Dave, go fuck yourself. It's me, Jess, again. Still mad at you.
0: Okay. So, there was a debate during one of the subcommittees, and- a guy named Stuart Long came to the Capitol to speak up in defense of this anti-trans
1: bill. Opposite of Stuart Little?
0: Hmm. I was looking at his picture, and I make no comments. Oh, no. But um But, anyway, he has a very Joshua Feuerstein vibe yeah. to him. Anyway, he just spoke here, and one of the things he said is he was, he didn't have this set speech in mind of why we should block trans people from having gender-affirming care. Okay. So he just started talking. That's what I could get sure. But here's what he said. Everyone, Everybody's after identity right now. And when they can confuse your identity, they can control this country. Da-da-da. The only thing that makes sense for what's going on in this country is that demons are Whoa. influencing people, allowing their bodies to be possessed to run satanic agendas, That are out here running. So if nobody's going to say it, I sure will. That's Uh, what's going on in this country. And if you can't say Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, I'm quoting, your body is possessed most likely by demons or you haven't invited him in. So
1: What is he talking about again? Don't know.
0: But one of the Democrats in the Ohio State House- a Democratic state rep Beth Liston, she basically singled out one of the points he made, which is if you can't say Jesus Christ is God, you're possessed by demons. She picked up on that line and she's like, Hang on just a second. Honestly, that's a here. fair here, one to grab onto, right? And she said, It was fast, but mm. did you just, <laughs> I'm not even joking. This is how she said, Did you just call our Hindu, Muslim, and Jewish members demons? I heard you say if they did not have Jesus Christ in their heart, and then he cuts in. No, if if you have the Holy Spirit inside you, there's a phrase you could say. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, and if you are open to those I really other, wish he gods, he would stop saying come in the flesh. That's what he said. Don't come blame me, on, guys. And then dot dot up. dot. He said if you are open to those other gods, based on that faith you are allowing other gods to possess your physical form. If you're not down with that, so to speak, if you're of another religion that's not of that, you're given access to non-godly entities to make your decisions, which is a very long, stupid way of saying, yeah, I called them demons. Or more technically speaking, that all non-Christians are enabling themselves to be taken over by demons. And then Liston, the Democrat, said any opposition to this bill i will strongly say is not from possession by demons which is hilarious and totally I sidesteps the mean. point but man that was well even here's how bad this guy was Jesus. the republican sponsor of the bill uh gary click he later distanced himself from long and he's like that was just an ignorant statement i cannot emphasize enough how much i don't support those statements Basically saying, listen, I'm doing this because I just hate trans people. Don't let that guy t- go on a tangent with <laughs> demons. The answer we have is... We a lot in
1: common because <laughs> we both hate trans people, but I am not I'm not. I don't hate them because of.
0: of the demons. I just hate them for who they are. I just
1: hate them because they scare me personally <laughs> and make me maybe call into question my own gender and sexual identity. No. And that scares <laughs> me because I'm an old man.
0: The, Boo. How, the Ohio House Democrats issued a statement later... When you promote extremist legislation, mm-hmm. this is the extremist proponent testimony you're going to get. And one guy yeah. also added, as much as I would like to laugh this off, Truly. this kind of deranged bullying is all too common these days at the state house."
1: That's a and very good point to make. That it's silly and it's easy to laugh at, but, but Jesus, these guys.
0: The Republicans in the Ohio House, bottom line, would rather have the this Christian nut mm. dictating policy hurting trans kids and support trans kids who say gender affirming care is life saving and necessary in certain situations. Yeah, but
1: they're kids, so they're idiots. What do they know? Except right? for they're Satanists. Wait, oh. are they old enough to be so four year old old enough to be sexually active? A teenager is not old enough to decide if they are Christian or not, mm-hmm. or gay, or gay, or, or trans. trans. But they can decide to commit their life to Jesus Christ mm-hmm. at the age of 13 if you're Catholic.
0: Or younger if you're at an evangelical Christian church.
1: Yeah. I think
0: the moral of today's episode is we know nothing about yeah. children, apparently.
1: Because they're either basically adults as soon as they're born. Yes. Or they are like mental infants until the day they turn 18.
0: Correct. And at until which they point, turn
1: 14 if they're a girl... Uh-huh. Then they're like right well, for then marriage. They're, then
0: they're mature enough to have a child. To have and a child of their raise own. Raise that child, mm-hmm. and
1: they're really developed fourteen year old childbearing hips.
0: And the jobs they won't be able to pursue because they must be stay at home moms. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, Christianity sounds cool and great. I supp- <laughs> don't
0: know why the demographics are shifting. Yeah.
1: it's So, so much. weird. We uh, all right. Okay. We have taken
0: your time long enough. How
1: long enough. was this episode? It uh, seven
0: and a half hours, and wow. I have shit to talk about in the bonus. I read a what? book. What? I have thoughts on Blueski. What's Bluesky? It's the Twitter clone.
1: It's not Blue Sky.
0: No, the cool kids call it Bluesky, and we all post skeets.
1: Oh no! Okay, um, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Here's one. You guys have said a lot of really mean things about me personally. It hurts my feelings. Stop it.
0: I give you so much to work with One though. of the best
1: and favorites from Fug where is Cod. Where
0: is Louie from Ohio leaving us a review? I'm sure he has tons of stuff to say about me Apparently now.
1: Apparently nowhere. I don't see Louie. He said it um, to me over the phone. Friendly Atheist is one of it. the podcasts I've been most looking forward to every week and has been for a long time. I like how they cover news that uh, that affects non-religious folks and the misconduct of religious leaders and organizations. The best episodes are the one where both both hosts bring topical content to the discussion. I'm sorry, I haven't been doing that lately. I have two other jobs. There is a separate, quote, bonus episode for their financial supporters. It contains the off-topic subjects of interest to the hosts. I feel good when I see it in my episode. <laughs> sorry. I feel good when I see it in my episode list, delete it, and then listen to the show. <laughs> Yes. So they subscribe to our bonus episode. But we're like, absolutely fucking nut. I do not need to hear <laughs> any more from y'all. Here's five bucks a month, anyway. Listen, that was an you're the best sort of listener, and I appreciate review, you. Cod.
0: <laughs> All right, we will Great. talk about many things soon. Uh, oh, we'll wait, 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 before we go, yes. um,
1: really quick, do we know anybody who lives in Fargo? My husband and I are going to be there in like a month. Does no. anyone want to hang out? And also. Um, uh, RE, uh, Gender Affirming Care for Young People, Um, the latest episode of Sawbones mm. with Dr. Sydney McElroy and Justin McElroy is all about gender affirming care for minors, and it is required listening for anybody who gives a shit about trans youth.
0: Excellent. Hey, Dave, go listen to it. Dave, um,
1: I'm still here, and I'm still fucking mad. Go fuck yourself and then listen to Sawbones. Not in that order.
0: And then go to patreon.com slash podcast to support this show, you can send us an email. I'm not answering my phone. <laughs> I know it's Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you can support the show. You can uh, write us at FriendlyAtheistPodcast at gmail.com. Leave us uh, messages. Yeah. Go to Discord. Go to Facebook. We'll Many talk things. to you in the bonus. All right. See Bye. you soon. <laughs>